Hey, everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey, everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 397. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ronma S. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I am Mako-chan. And I just found myself tossing a lot of boxes over the weekend and then some. I, I actually have space behind me, as you can see. But, um... Looks nicer than my place, kind of. Actually, it's just baby steps. It, it's one step at a time, so, you know. It's how, it's, it's how we do. So, anywho... We are live tonight, week of March 12, 2019, here on the... I keep having to stop myself and remind myself that we're not streaming on VOG anymore. We're, we're on Twitch. So, we're live tonight, the week of August, March 12, 2019, here on Twitch TV. We are here Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, live right here. You can find us at twitch.tv slash anime jam session. Also, you can find us at live.vognetwork.com. There's a little pop-up screen that you can watch us from that site. Uh, we also have a chat room. You can find us at vognetwork.com slash discord. All of the live chat uh, shows that's part of Vogue have a channel, so come by, check it out. We're all having a good time. I realized I haven't logged into the IRC chat in like six weeks. I should probably get around to like, you know, deleting the IRC icon and just calling it a day, but I know eventually there's going to be some application or chat I'm in or site I'm on, and i got to go to IRC for it, so I guess I'll leave it for the time being, but I, I just won't um, have it set for auto-log. So, anywho, um, how is everybody tonight? Eh. Tired. As <gasps> per usual. Mm. I, I, I kind of feel you. Um, you know those large cardboard boxes that they use to move stuff with, at, at, like in, in the corporate offices? Mm -hmm. Imagine that full of desktops, laptops, and MacBook Pros. What Fun. are they doing with it all? Uh, recycled. They're out there. They've been cycled out, recycled, you know. Imagine having to push that up and down hills in the basement of a building to over to the, where they can be recycled. Was that what you were doing today? Uh, partially, but, you know, we had to get it out of there to, uh, to make room, so, you know. Gotcha. <laughs> and Theo in our chat room at uh, on Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session says, Give Ari a dwarf helmet and a battle axe. Well, it's probably because of the Link hat I'm wearing, and I'll get into that in just a bit, so. Yes, I've been compared to a Viking before plenty of times. Bro, there, there, there's a guy at work. If I didn't know any better, he could be your younger brother. It's the beard. <laughs> and he has his hair pulled back, you know? I get compared to Thor a lot, too, so... I mean, he could be... Skull, I guess. He could be I, He could be related to you and Bobby Blackwolf, because this guy is a code monkey, so, you know. So, anywho, um, let's go around the room with how was your week, how was your day? Ari. Well... <clears throat> Last night, my uh, GameStop had told me that I could pick up my copy of The Division early oh, because it's a, a gold edition. You know, it comes in a nice metal tin and has a 
the year one pass and a bunch of uh, other nice goodies with it. Okay. So that's what I did around 9 o'clock. Cool. Went over to GameStop, picked it up. But I didn't play it last night because, well, <clears throat> I still had to get up at 10 o'clock in the morning to get a, go to bed at 10 o'clock in the morning to get up for work. Mm. But, you know, today I came over from work and spent a lot of time playing that. You know, it's nice to get the full version and not have, like, the choppy, incomplete beta and just was section like, arbitrary, like, not part of the beta sections. They'll, like, whisk you back to the uh, inbound area if you uh, stray out of them too far. And uh, so uh, I'll probably be streaming that a couple times, or at least more than once, because I just started. I'm only like level three or four. Gotcha. So, and I had fun with the first one. So, uh... you know, what? I I have yet to get the first one. I actually have the Division Two. It came free when I when I bought um the new processor and and board, but I just haven't installed it yet. I just I want to get the first one, you know, and play that because kind of, if I do like it, yeah, I'll go ahead and install it. But um, I was kind of looking to play on um, on Xbox, but you know, it is what it is. And on a side note here, Anson Mark says he looks like Amish Gendo right now. His beard does. <laughs> yeah. that, that's a cosplay right there, Amish Gendo. You walk around with a sign that says, um, oh, "Put the barn up, Shinji." Or get in the goddamn carriage, Shinji. <laughs> I think that'll work. Also, um, what was it? Fastlane. That was what it's Fastlane was uh, last night. I watched it over a friend. Tuesday night. It, Sunday night, I watched mm-hmm. it over a friend's house. It was okay, I guess. Duly noted. We're, we're still, you know, building hype for WrestleMania in the four, four weeks of this. <laughs> Alright. So it's just work stuff for me at the net, so that's how my week's going. Awesome. Awesome, Mark. Churn the damn butter, Shinji. (laughs) I mean, I could kind of see Shinji riding, driving the wagon around while Asuka's in the carriage just screaming at him for being an idiot. How do you say Baca in Pennsylvania Dutch speak? I don't know. Mako, how was your week? How was your day? Uh, it was good. Uh, work, work, work. And then I actually, you know, finally got to go into the city for a while, which is awesome. I have, uh, you know, caught up on some of my bills. And now that I'm not working on Saturdays anymore, I can actually do a little bit of traveling on the weekends, which is all kinds of awesome. So, uh, went out to hang out with Ranma and went to Ellis's teacup on Saturday. Ah! So you are happy you have a social life again. Uh, definitely. Which is weird because I'm not very social in the first place, but the fact that I, you know, my last job, I really couldn't do anything because I worked on Saturdays. Uh, so it's just nice to actually be able to go, Hey, you know what? I'm going to go do this this weekend and I don't have to worry about it. Cool. But yeah, I really enjoyed, uh, Alice's teacup. Just, I've never actually done a proper tea before. So that was kind of cool. And the tea was yummy and the food was yummy. And then Sunday we went to witch's brew Mm -hmm. and you know, 
that food was really damn good. It has to be. I'm, you're talking to someone who's not really big on vegan food, but if I'm saying the vegan food is good, it's good. I mean, that gyro platter was amazing. Well, you I just figured... such a fun, a more fun time on a weekend than I am. Yeah, well, I'm completely broke now because of it. Same. I am. So... You know, f- foodie weekends are not cheap. I am so glad I have uh my I have money in my savings account. I'm just like, and then I get paid on Thursday. I'm like, thank you, thank you, load. Yeah, I mean, I didn't go that far into uh, spending money, but I did pull some of my savings over just in case. But I haven't done a weekend like this mm-hmm. in a really damn long time, so I said, screw it, and I'm going to enjoy myself. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Because I've been saying I wanted to do a foodie weekend in the city, and I got to. Yay! Yay. Alright, so my weekend, my weekend day is basically the same as Mako's, but it's outside of work, and the job is going really well, that I can tell you. Um... We did, we did go to Alice's Teacup. We actually went out for uh, Mako's birthday, and we went to this awesome Thai restaurant. And the funny thing is, I happened to just randomly discover it with a friend one time. So I'm like, we're going out to um, the way station, but we didn't have dinner. So I'm like, oh, let's try this place out. And it's good. It's like... it's like, like Yeah, it's actually very flavorful, mm-hmm. um, which around here, I can't find cheap, decent Thai but this actually wasn't expensive, and it was damn good. I know. That's like my third time there, so I was like, yeah, we gotta go back. And then we went... That out. reminds me, you have my leftovers in your fridge. Had your leftovers in the fridge. <laughs> They're gone? That was last night's dinner. Of course. Along with the leftover spaghetti I had. <laughs> so we did that. We went to the way station, had a few beers, you know, and watched... They watched the, the live bands. That last band that was playing before we left was... I really enjoyed them, so... Yeah, yeah, they were really good. And then then Sunday we went to the Witch's Brew, and that was fun. Um, also, I actually went ahead and did some upgrades on the back end, because, as I've been saying since uh, I did the upgrade, the memory on my system is good, but it just feels like I'm pushing it to the limit with everything I'm doing, but in a safe way. But, um... I probably put the box somewhere, but uh, no matter. I went ahead, ordered some more memory from Newegg. So now uh, Fallen Angels running with 64 gigs of memory. So, and I noticed faster boot time. I'm pulling all the applications. That thing's running in the background, and it's just no lag. And I also upgraded the uh, card reader, which I will probably do later on in the week because that's not the that's not the um, most important thing I need to do at this time. Oh wait. Here we go. Here, here's, here is the box for it. So, went with some G skill memory. So that's pretty good. And what's cool is when you buy um, memory, not just memory. When you buy certain components, they give you a little sticker, like a little label of sorts. So I have this uh, G skill label for for RAM. So I'm not gonna put it on here because I already have one on here from the last time I bought memory. So. It'll stay right where it is for now. So, um, other than that, um, I did some cleanup around my house. So my main thing is is trying to tackle the closet. And if you notice, the old computer chair is finally gone, which means I was able to organize 
some of this mess back here so things look a little bit nicer. So, we good, fam. We good. Okay, let's see what's going on. Uh, I think I need to get my computer upgraded sometime soon. Uh, look, I'm going to upgrade my video card soon, so... I could probably sell you the old one for like a hundred bucks, cause that, cause this is what I have in here now is it's definitely a major upgrade on what you have now. So I'm gonna see how much money I can allot towards it first. That's no problem. Hell, I might just say here, take it. <laughs> uh, let's see, housekeeping news. Uh, don't forget, uh, we are going to Zenkai Con. This is our first anime con of the year, so we're kind of ex we're definitely excited for it. Um, we will be doing a Zenkai edition of the show in two weeks. Also, uh, we will be there. Uh, I will be bringing the portable streaming kit with me. So, if logistics allow, you we will be doing some live streaming of some of the events at the convention. If, if, the, if the con will allow it, the departments will allow it, and so on and so forth. If it is, definitely. If not... It is what it is, but once we figure it out, we will do our best to have like a little schedule uh, sh of things we'll, we will be streaming, so we'll have that on our website and also on our Facebook page, so you can definitely check them out, and if you see us at the con, just come up, say hi, you know, we, we good peeps, you know, have a good time, I'll definitely take your picture, you know, and speaking of pictures, I have another batch of photos I'm working on, so I'm, I'm working on getting those up, so yeah. That's going to be fun. Um, let's see what else do we have here. We have the weekly shirt and plush section of the show. Um, like I said, this I brought in since we're no longer doing audio breaks. And I'm not going to sit there and edit in music. I, I just let the episode just flow naturally. So this week is this Ronmo one half shirt with Genma in the background. And he's got an umbrella. Interesting story behind this shirt. I think my friend Jasmine, I think she had tagged me in a picture, in, a, in an image of this shirt, and I went looking for it. And most of the sites I found this on were coming out of France and Europe. So I kept looking, and I found a local site, the actually local place that had the shirt. But you know how it is with, with some of those shirt size uh, sites, when you buy it, it comes in certain colors and certain styles. And I really like how this is a soft gray. But in a standard t-shirt, the standard shirt, it didn't come like that. I had to get like a soft film, a soft-esque like, you know, fabric. So I got it like that. And this is the shirt. And I think it's really awesome. The only downside is like, it's starting to, um, not rip, but the seam is starting to come out on the side here. This is why I only wear this shirt like sparingly here and there. So, you know. And as for the hat, interesting story. Years ago, I commissioned for a classic Link cosplay. But I never got around to wearing it. And I ended up giving the Link tunic to a friend of mine so she could turn it into a dress to go do whatever. But I totally forgot to pack the hat. And as I was cleaning out my closet... Um, I found the hat up there, so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to grab the hat and just wear it on the show tonight, so why not? <laughs> All right, um, Ari, what's about your shirt? This. Oop. Careful. 
I got my foot stuck on something underneath. <clears throat> this is like, it's a, uh, you know, it's basically Cowboy Bebop. It is uh, done in the style of an old NES cartridge cover. Oh, I love those types of shirts. Mm-hmm. You big shot bounty hunter system and all that. Mm. When I could, when I didn't have to get, when they didn't start, you know, cracking down on us wearing uniforms at work, this was one of the, uh, shirts I would wear and it was because it was nice and big and comfy and people who would you know come by and notice it you know complimenting on a shirt they would, they did mark out for seeing like anime and stuff like this especially this mm. so it was nice to see it alright Mako tell us about the plush of the week uh, so yeah so my plushies this week are tentacle kitties <laughs> Uh, they're freaking adorable. It's a little alien and, uh, different, they come in different colors. Uh, they've got big ones and small ones. So the big one is one of their standard ones. The small one is actually one of their con exclusives. Uh, the ladies at, uh, Starnight Creation were nice enough to stop while at Denver Comic-Con, this uh, past year and get me the exclusive tentacle kitty that is Blucifer, which, you know, if you don't know what Blucifer is, you really need to look up what Blucifer is. It's fucking hilarious. Mm. Uh, so yeah, excuse my potty language. Uh, but yeah, always. they've got a lot of cute, really, really, really cute con exclusives. Um, they've got one coming up now for, uh, Emerald City Comic Con, and, <laughs> um, it, it's, 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 it, yeah, just... it's a little kitty in glasses and a knit hat <laughs> drinking coffee. Hey, you're, you're just all is it a hipster dog. cat? It is a hipster cat, and I really, really kind of want it. If it was any more hipster, it'd come with an iPod and an iPhone. Uh, I don't know that it comes with an iPod or an iPhone. Um, it probably have a beard like me. It, it, it It's brown with glasses and a scarf and a knit cap. And yeah, it's freaking adorable and I want it. So if anybody's going to Emerald City Comic Con, I will pay you to pick one up for me. And uh, to ship it to me, because I really, really want one. I missed out on last year's. Last year was a uh, mochaccino cat. Basically, it actually came in um, a mock Starbucks cup. <laughs> <laughs> and what? the very top of it was like a white creamy color. And then like halfway down its head, it turned brown. So I missed out on getting that one. And I missed out on getting the taxi one for New York Comic Con. Uh, and they haven't announced if they had any extras from those. So, yeah. I'd like to get the exclusives if somebody's able to go get them for me. <laughs> now, because you said the taxi version from Comic Con, uh, the theme from the classic 70s show Taxi is now running through my head. <laughs> yeah, the, the New York Comic Con one was freaking hilarious and adorable. It actually was a taxi driver, <laughs> and it was an angry New York taxi driver at that. Of course, it was. Bless. Um, yeah, it, it was. They they really get creative with their con exclusives. 
um, and try and do either geeky things or funny things. But yeah, the the taxi one was yellow and then it had checkered ears and then a little taxi hat and then just had this scowling look on its face. You know, and they still want one. You know what would really be cool, though? Hmm. If they had... This would be a perfect for a limited issue for a North Carolina convention. It shows it shows uh, Tentacle Kitty, you know, w- with the apron on, the chef hat, and he has different barbecue tools and utensils, and, <laughs> you know. Well, you said North Carolina, and I thought you were going to take it in a completely different direction. Like? Woo! No, no, no. A tentacle Ric Flair kitty? Nah. When it gets pissed off at you, it rips off its stitching and just elbow drops it. Yeah, it's cute. Um, They do custom ones, too. So they'll basically just take a white kitty and draw on it. So uh, there are some people that have done the custom ones for uh, Luna. And it looks kind of cool, and I kind of want to get a custom colored one. Of course you do. Of course I do. All right. Okay, let's see what else is going on. Uh, don't forget, at the bottom of our screen here, as you see our little uh, tickers going by, there is a link for the Anime LA funding. I believe it's still going, you know, for the, for the victims that lost their cars by that incel f- person, you know. I'm going to check up on it and see if it's still going, because if it's still going, I'm going to put another link down here, you know, so you can definitely check that out. But in the meantime, it's still going. Um, I also realized I didn't identify who's doing what stories tonight, so I'm just going to play this by ear. So I will go ahead with the first. Aru, you take the second, and Maku can take three and four, because those are her fandoms. Okay. All right. Okay. Wonderful. All right, so... Since the beginning of this year, and probably part of last year, we've been talking about the Me Too movement and how it's affecting conventions, our community, the culture. So there's another article here um, in regards to that. And it's talking more about what basically has been going on. It's basically a summary and where we're going from here. Another reason why I'm bringing this up, because a friend of mine, uh, A. Jeannie McManus, she runs a group called We Run Anime Cons. Basically, it's a group for people who run anime conventions and basically trade information back and forth, just try how to make the conventions better. And, you know, and she was and this came up in topic. So I wanted to uh, cover that. So as the article goes, you know, about the whole Me Too movement, how it is impacting the convention industry. And I will say this, in a way, the Me Too movement, how it affects anime conventions, in a way, is no different from, like, the when it comes to the police, the blue wall, the silence, per se. It's like, people know this is going on, but nobody's going to really say anything about it because it's more about the bottom dollar. But as you can see, it just takes one person or multiple people to say, to, to say something enough and everybody will take notice. As you can see, things, like, the whole thing just started to rip right open in mid-January when it came to Vic Mignona. As you can see that, as much as he denied this happened, and then owning up to the fact that a lot of this did happen, he was dropped by Funimation, uh, Rooster Teeth, uh, conventions have stopped, have delisted him as a guest, 
and etc 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 and that's basically what that part of it is now this article goes in a little bit deeper in the aspect of trying to figure out who's right and who's wrong now on a side note uh, i believe last year uni did a complete expose article on anime matsuri and and i can tell you that did take that did take a lot of energy out of her but on the plus side People read it and saw what was going on. It may not have been enough of an impact to drop their numbers, but guests, convention guests, have read that article and basically not even a day later have said, oh yeah, we're not going. But in regards to this, um, one of, one of the uh, editors who actually helped put, the, basically wrote this whole article about Vic going through on ANN, Lindsay Loveridge, she basically said that she had to put everything together, compile it, find out who was telling the truth, who was lying, who was trying to get in their 15 minutes of fame, and so forth. And doing so took a lot of time and energy out of her. And she basically said that she didn't get a lot of great sleep working on these types of stories. And you got to emotionally detach yourself from this so you can see what's going on. Because if you put a li if you get take a little side favor in all of this, you just it, it, then at that point it's no point in writing it because your bias is going to judge how you wrote it. But as things go on, even before the Me Too movement, we have uh, cosplay is not consent that has been going on for years more or less. But in recent years, it's been taking more of a front seat, more notice. Conventions are putting signs out in regards to that. You got to show respect for not just your fellow cosplayer, but your fellow con-goer, you know? Mm-hmm. Now, as per this article, and they also cite an example of issues with anime Matsuri that we just I just mentioned a few minutes ago, and a anime con game show host who basically retired from the scene because of his of his what happened when he was under the influence of alcohol but as it goes a little bit deeper uh it, it is referenced by a by a um a voice actor or actress who basically was saying that it wasn't always like this during the late 90s and the mid 2000s nobody really it was all about the japanese voice actors and actresses no one really cared about the american voice actors and actors which is kind of sad because dubs are really good they've gotten better over the years but as one person is saying off the records they couldn't even get guests of honor status and they had to give autographs in hallways outside the main convention center which is kind of sad mm -hmm. now now let's get down to the main part of this um from from Jenny McManus, who runs the founder of Rerun Anime Cons, basically, she says that there are rumors of bad behavior were just unsubstantiated enough that conventions could look past the ugliness, or else they were excused by the adoration. Frankly, badge sales shown to difficult guests by the fans. Those days seem to be over. Basically, what she's saying is conventions will allow a lot of things to slide because whoever the guest is, they're going to put butts in seats and give make the convention money. And they're starting to realize it's not about the bottom dollar. You can have the most popular guests in the world, but if they're a shit bag and people know this 
and you don't book them, it's not going to break your convention. As uh, Jim Balls says, who is a former director of guest industries at Otacon, he believes, he thinks that most con runners put the con first, which is true. You, you put the con first to get the people in. Sometimes you really, it, you're better off putting the people first before the con and so forth. Um, another person that is quoted in this article, uh, Lance Heiskell, a con exhibitor for over a decade and a former marketing director for Funimation says that the reactions from the pro-Vic people harassing the people who came forward with their story has been severe and the backlash has been cruel. Basically, the, the long and short of this story is the fact that there, we've heard it from the views of the victims. We've heard it from the views of the accused. We now need to hear it from the views of the people who put the shows on and how they're going to react in the future. And I didn't get into a, a, a pissing fight with about someone over this. I just basically said no. I know there is one. There are one person who was refusing to go to Zenkaicon because they have Todd Habercorn as a guest. Well, that's something we're not going to cover because that's yeah. But sometimes it when you book get certain guests, it's like it's already too late. We just gotta eat this and just see how we view it for in the future. And and we're hoping so that. From what's going on here, um, come on, damn it. Hmm. You all right over there? Yeah, you know what it is? There, yeah, that's what I was trying to do. I just wasn't pressing uh, my surface screen hard enough for it to acknowledge that, um, that the scroll needed to go up. Basically, we're at a point here where conventions got to understand that the, you got to put your con goers first and they're more important than anything else because, as I've said, con goers can make or break the convention followed by press outlets and everyone else because people who are going to the con hate it because of what's going on. And then if people who come as press talk about certain things and say this is what they noticed, it is what it is. I mean... Out of all the cons we've covered on this show, there's two, maybe three we've covered, and we've just we've uh, discussed how to, you know, make things better, but they don't listen to us, but it is what it is. But we're just hoping that from this point on, that conventions have a better understanding. And I've said this, if something is going on at the con, if somebody, whether it's press, vendor, staffer, Congo guess if anybody is doing something that is considered disrespectful harassment or so forth go tell someone a con go to con ops and tell them it will be handled it will be rectified we're at that point where conventions can't cannot afford to ignore the attendees thoughts No, I agree. Cool. Mm-hmm. No, it's it's getting to a point where 
the the conventions really do have to take more accountability um Mm -hmm. but you know we've always said that people need to also speak up but it's getting to a point where conventions need to listen and i mean some of the stuff that is going to be said is not going to want to be heard but do it anyway And uh, yeah, they 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 can't afford not to listen. So you know, it's you gotta, you know. All right, now that we got that out the way, uh, Ari, what's going on with this editor who worked on Attack on Titan? Looks like he's going to be in the big house for a while. Oh boy, gets goes from bad to worse tonight, doesn't it? <laughs> but it gets better though. Yeah. The Tokyo District Court on Wednesday handed an 11-year prison term to an editor and publish, at publisher Kodansha for the murder of his wife three years ago, reports TV at Asahi. <clears throat> According to the ruling, Park Jung-hyung, the former editor of pop- popular manga Attack on Titan, fatally strangled his wife, 38-year-old Kanako, at the residence they shared in Bunkyo Ward on August 9, 2016. During a trial, the prosecution, which seeked a 15-year pr- prison term, said that Parks acted with strong intent to kill his wife. The defense countered by saying that Kanako committed suicide. And Parks said in his defense, I did not kill my wife. Wonderful. And handed down a ruling. The presiding judge described Parks' crime as malicious while not acknowledging the claiming suicide, claiming unrealistic. Mm. Early on the day on the day of the incident, officers reported to a distress call found Kanako lying face up at the base of a staircase. She was confirmed dead about an hour later at a nearby hospital. Autopsy later revealed the cause of death to be suffocation due to pressure applied around her neck. Police said at the time of a park's arrest in January 2017. <clears throat> During initial questioning, he claimed his wife fell on the stairs, but he later changed his story, saying his wife took her own life by hanging herself with his jacket on the railing of the stairs. <sighs> no, not buying that one. Lovely victim blaming bullshit here. Mm-hmm. As soon as he he started talking about, oh she committed suicide. I'm like, yeah, the autopsy's gonna be like, let me tell you why that's bullshit. <laughs> Sorry, I just needed to crack get some kind of levity around here with the the first two articles we've had so far. You good? You good? But let's on, let's move on to nicer stuff, Mako. Uh, yes. So it looks like Lupin is getting another movie. Wait. I've realized that since we started doing this on Twitch, almost all of your fandoms has been getting has been getting new shows, new seasons, and new movies. Yeah, I'm happy. What did you do? I did nothing. Lies! I call shenanigans! Nothing that I will admit to. Oh, God. <laughs> anyway, uh, so the official Twitter account for the Lupin Third franchise has launched a new teaser website for a new movie. It's going to be titled uh, Lupin the Third Lie of Fujiko Mine. Mine. Uh, the movie will premiere on uh, Japanese theaters on May 31st. 
uh, Takashi Koiki, uh, who was the director for um, Lupin the Third, uh, Jigen Daisuke, uh, will be directing the movie. And the main three cast members will reprise their roles. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I enjoy the series. I enjoy, I don't know, as, you know, as much as I crap on certain anime and manga for the art style, Lupin has a really wonky-ass art style, but I love it. I think it's part of its charm. Yeah. <clears throat> so I really wish this would have been saying that it's, you know, the next part of a uh, Lupin Detective Conan crossover movie series. You Maybe we would have gotten a different jacket color. Mm. Mm. But yeah, I, I done, can. He's hmm? on red. He's on what colors have you done? Red, green, and blue. What else? Blue. Did he have a pink one at one time? Uh, that I don't know. I know he's had a bunch of colors, though. Basically, every new season, he's got one. He's got a new jacket color. I'm pretty damn sure yep. he's got a black... Uh... 84 and 85 was the pink jacket ones. I thought yeah. so. Actually, I just did a Google search, and there is a, um, the, like the, on the first result, the link... It shows him. It shows the four outfits of Lupin the Third: green sh- green jacket, black shirt, yellow tie, black slacks, and black shoes. Red jacket, blue shirt, r- yellow tie. Looks like to be silver, maybe white gray slacks. Pink jacket, uh, green shirt, my or a lighter colored shirt. Red tie, blue shirt. red tie. It might be no, but it doesn't look blue. It looks like a white. It might be blue. Yeah, I mean, in this, in this, in the second screenshot, it shows blue. But what for the ones that's on display, it might be a much lighter blue. I'll probably I'll post a link to it. Uh, red tie, black slacks, and then you have the blue jacket, black shirt, red tie, and gray slacks. And the newest one has a black jacket, blue tie, uh, pink or purplish. T- uh, no, yeah, blue shirt, pink or purplish tie, and I don't know what the slacks are. Kind of grayish. I, I could get with that. All he's missing is a uh, yellow jacket, and he's got his own Super Sentai Force. <laughs> well, I mean, there's already a, there, what last season was Lupin Ranger versus Patrol Ranger. But that was mm-hmm. more based on the lore of Arsene Lupin the Third, I guess the famous French thief, which is supposed to be his grandfather. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I'm excited. Um, I, you know, still have not seen the live action version. I really need to finally sit down and do so. Maybe this because... weekend you can. Hmm? Maybe this weekend you can. No, this weekend I gotta get. I have to get ready for Zenkai. Yeah, I feel you on that. But yeah, I really need to just finally sit down. I kind of want to rewatch the Conan crossovers too. Ah. Just because those were really good movies. 
I'm not biased or anything. Sure you're not. Yeah. <laughs> speaking speaking Yeah, <laughs> speaking of movies. Uh so as if we did not have enough uh Digimon stuff, we're actually going to be getting a new movie for Digimon in early spring of twenty twenty. They are recasting the members from Digimon Adventure Try. Good. And the movie is going to commemorate the 20th anniversary of the anime's first broadcast. Because we all know for a fact um, the the original Digijestin are the best ones, are the best team, you know? I agree with that one. Yeah. It's just sad Wada Koji's not here to see this, you know? Mm. I mean, I found myself pulling up, like, he did a, he did a re-recording of Butterfly for a Tree, and wow, that, that that is a powerful song. It's just, it's not the same background beat. It's a different beat to it. It's just like, it's grown up, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have to actually sit down and watch um, the movie series again. I watched it subbed. I kind of want to watch it dubbed now. Just to get the... Uh, full feel of it but yay I can't wait I have to watch the last movie so alright let's see what else is going on here oh a, a Ghibli film that I did not get a chance to watch then again most films are like very hit or miss with me but um, it looks like House Moving Castle is coming up on its 15th anniversary, and there is going to be a theatrical run of the film, which is pretty cool. <coughs> the film, which is based on the novel by Diana, Diana Wynne-Jones, is the first film in the Studio Ghibli Fest 2019 series. Awesome. It's also, if you didn't know, an Academy Award-nominated film. And because it's the first film in the Ghibli Fest, it kicks off the film. It kicks off the entire season, starting in April with a three-night showing. The dubbed versions of the film will be shown April seventh and tenth. The subtitled version will be shown April eighth. If you check out the dub, you, you'll hear some familiar voices like Lauren Bacall, Christian Bale, Billy Crystal, Blythe Danner, Emily Mortimer, and Gene Simmons. I will say this about the Ghibli films that are dubbed. They're really good. I mean, Disney actually put in a real high-level amount of effort into doing this. So, I think it's really awesome. But, if you want to see this for yourself, you can just go to FathomEvents.com and search Studio Ghibli Fest on their site, and you can purchase tickets for it. Um, if you're in Canada... You just go to you go to the the Signplex site, like signplex.com. And if you're wondering what other films that will be a part of Ghibli Fest 2019, Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind, Whisper of the Heart, Kiki's Delivery Service, My Neighbor Totoro, The Secret World of Arietti, Spirited Away, Princess Mononoke, and The Tale of the Princess Kaguya. I can tell you this now. I've seen Kiki's Delivery Service. I had that on VHS, an original clamshell by Disney when it first came out. I believe I've seen The Secret World of Arietti. I've seen Spirited Away. I've seen Princess Mononoke. 
I don't think I've seen Whisper of the Heart, but I did see The Cat Returns because that my friend Kim, that's like her her favorite Ghibli film. So, either one of you have a favorite Ghibli film? Hmm. Or one that's like really up there? No, probably Spirited Away. Oh, it's okay. one I have like the you know strongest memories of. Because it was played on Cartoon Network like a whole lot mm. on I, Sunday nights. I have to say for me, uh, Kiki's Delivery Service. Uh, mine is actually probably Princess Mononoke. Gotcha. Good call. And over in our chat room here on Twitch, Ranger Serena says, I'd love to see Howl's in theater. Fingers crossed there's some close to me in Jersey. Oh, Mako-chan. You, you go to a Cinemark theater, they might have it. I know the Cinemark near me is, you know, advertising it. Got a nice big cardboard no. cutout stand and everything. Well, for you, but for her, not so much. Well, I don't know where Cinemarks are in North Jersey. That's what the website's for. But what I'm saying is how you have, like, these special events, and I can hop on the subway and just hit one up. And Mako, not so much. And it's like, it, and it really sucks. Yeah, even, like, I was really, really hoping to be able to go to Funimation's uh, Fruits Basket premiere. Yeah. And unfortunately, it's the the days that it's going on. Um, I have work the next day. So to drive all of that way you know, for a movie that starts at seven, that's only going to be an hour. And then to drive home and then have to deal with, you know, getting up in the morning. I'm not a morning person. <laughs> I'm not an afternoon person and I'm barely an evening person. I'm going to say it was a rather tasteful and a calculated choice to not include grave of the fireflies on this list. Miyazaki Fest? Mm, they gotta learn somewhere. Yeah, that's one that they don't really try to put out there much, right. though. Because that is more of an adult film in nature. Then that's just really fucking sad. Well, it should be. I mean, kids. It's yeah. supposed to be. Yeah. And when, the like... studio, when the Studio Ghibli. The logo appears in bright blood red at the start. You should know something's up. <laughs> As I said before, kids gotta learn somewhere, you know? Yeah, and not for nothing, I could have also said the Lupin movie. Because they did one. Um... Not technically through the studio. Just Miyazaki. Right. Was it the Castle of Cagliostro? Mm-hmm. There we go. Okay, now that we're talking about animation and so forth, hey, uh, Ari, can you tell us about what, what this veteran animator is giving advice about? Sure, but only if you can take the last article. <laughs> I think, um, I think uh, as for the last two, those are up in the air. I want the last one. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy, indeed. Anyhow... <clears throat> veteran act, veteran animator Toshiyuki Inoue, the main animator of 
Machia, when the promised flower blooms, wrote several tweet threads on March 2nd to 3rd in response to the Japan Anime Creators Association, Association or Janica, their latest report on the current working conditions of animators. The, reported, the report revealed that young people continue to face harsher working conditions in the anime industry, <clears throat> even as conditions appear to improve for older people. Fucking old people. Mm. <clears throat> on average, young people between 20 and 24 earn about 1.5 million yen per year, which is about $14,000. Also, a million yen is the national average for their age group. Mm. And Inoue tweeted that when he was a young animator some 35 years ago, he used to be paid 160 yen per in-between frame. Hopes that the standard rate goes to at least 300 yen, but ideally it should be around 400. <clears throat> and according to data reported by NHK's close-up Gendai Plus, in-between animators currently earn around 200 yen per frame. Some of these numbers are just heartbreaking. Yup. 160 yen, that's a dollar and 44 cents. And oh, he, what's 200 yen? Let me get that. Yeah, about a dollar 80. Yikes. You know, I also stated that the, the same tweet that I cut a key animation, that a cut of key animation was worth 1,700 yen about 35 years ago. This number has increased to 4,000 yen in modern times. The value of key animation has increased far more than in-between animation has over time. The price ratio between key and, and in-between was around 11 to 1 or 10 to 1 back then, and they maintained that in-between animation ought to pay 400 yen. And the response is that, yeah, these people are making border, like borderline or just straight-up poverty wages for... It's it's still important to the animation process, even if it's you know, in between stuff. And animation is to, and uh, you expect anyway say production production decide to have one or three reactions to the line of questioning about what is up with these wages. And the the three answers he's predicting are: Well, I have no idea. Really, I'll look into it, and then we need to do something about it. And three animations too expensive. If we have the price of key animation, it'll be the same as before. It sounds like he's predicting that it, in order to fix the problem with these people getting low salaries, we make it so that everyone gets low salaries. It's sort of like what Amazon's been doing to people in the warehouses, you know. Like we're gonna mm-hmm. even even it across the board, you know. Which I. I But yeah, fourteen thousand is dollars a year is not enough to live on. Like not even close. And four hundred yen, that's about three three dollars and sixty cents anyway, so no, that's that's um waiter table wages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, Michael Charles, which one do you want to take? I'll take the next one. Okay. He can have the last one. All right. So, uh, yeah, with all of these Hollywood movies coming out, being based on Japanese manga, Japanese monsters, now we have one based on a Japanese cat. 
So Sanrio and Warner Brothers Japan announced on Wednesday that the Hello Kitty franchise will receive its first Hollywood film adaptation. Uh, New Line Cinema and Flynn Picture Company are handling production and development of the film, and Warner Brothers will handle the film's worldwide distribution. Because they did such a great job with Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah. So, uh... The film is the first time that the Flynn Picture Company's franchise will have, or no, the fir- the film is the first time that the Hello Kitty franchise will have a film produced outside of Japan. Uh, since the project is still in development, the team has not announced whether the film will be live action, 2D, 3D, CG, or another medium, nor has it announced the film's release window. Uh, so this was actually announced back in 2015, uh, that it was in the planning stages for release this year. Obviously, that was incorrect. Um, mm. But it is still, you know, being put out there. Uh, Sanrio also has uh, is working with a French animation studio, which they revealed in February. They are developing the new World of Hello Kitty anime series, which is scheduled for... Uh, the first quarter of 2021 and is going to have 52 episodes. Interesting. So yeah, there's some Hello Kitty news for you. I still remember uh, seeing Hello Kitty's Furry Tale Theater on CBS at like, I think it came on at 8.30 in the morning right after Muppet Babies. Mm. My only hope for this is that it doesn't turn into Sonic. I, I I don't want I do not want to see that type of live action kitty. I don't want to ask how they could possibly fuck up Hello Kitty because they might give me an answer. It'll be all the extra fur on her, you know. Oh boy. Okay, speaking of Sonic, um. Yeah. So apparently there's going to be a CGI Sonic the yes. Hedgehog movie, and a design of Sonic was showed to the public, and what the actual retail hell. I know. This is from the same people that are doing Detective Pikachu, basically, but... Yeah, but Detective but... Pikachu actually looks, you know... Num- num- number one, like, I've seen... Like, people have been drawing, you know... <clears throat> What if Pokemon were real fan art since, you know, Gen 1? So Actually, a... the person that has been doing that, that's who they got to do the Pikachu movie. Of course they did. <sighs> so, yeah, those, uh, those designs don't really bother me that much. This Sonic looks like he should be telling me to embrace my pain and burn it for, as fuel for my journey. No, 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 no. This Sonic the Hedgehog is basically... The American uh, equivalent to DMC, okay? You have Sonic, and you have STH. Of course his fucking shoes have the Nike swoosh on them. Gotta make sure that's in the shot. Because you damn well know Nike is gonna get in on it. Because you, you know you gotta have your Air Sonics, okay? You gotta have your Air Sonics, okay? Okay, now I appreciate how this one Twitter user by the name of Lady GT edited... You know, Sonic to make it look more like the actual source material. It still looks bad. Uh, 
No, I, also, I, I, I also... like the edit a lot more well, than what they're actually doing. At least it kept the purpor- the proportions. I mean, I, I yeah. do too, but you know, okay, and... Ranger Serena, we do not bring that up in, in, on the show. We do not discuss that. And uh, yeah, about this, you know, the people complaining about this version of Sonic. I mean, if they really, this same, but the person they got, I, what he should have done, he should have taken that same art style he did for Pikachu and applied it to Sonic. That's what he should have done. But here, I don't think it's the same person. Oh, I don't. Think I think so. it's no. I think it's a completely different person that did this one. Probably so. But uh, all the people are complaining about like, what they're doing. I say, see here, bitch. This is pedestrian compared to what they what they used to do to video game movies. I should just point to a poster of Super Mario Bros. a movie and just call it a day right there. Hey, hey, no need to go against the Super Mario movie. That Goomba! was damn good. That was a damn good movie. Hush. Well, it was an okay movie, but I will say this. I mean, I'm still trying wait. to figure out how a Puerto Rican Jew convert is playing a full-blooded Italian. Have you been, that, to... I've been? I've been asking that question for 26 goddamn years. I Ari? still don't have an answer. Ari? It doesn't matter. Ari? It's John Leguizamo. Ari. End of end of discussion. It's John Leguizamo. Who the cares? The easiest way I can explain that question, that, give you the answer to that is, come to my neighborhood and walk around for 20 minutes. There's your answer. <sighs> now. He's got a bomb. Everyone's fleeing and tearing. The bomb is about this size. I will say this: with 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 the fan art of Bowsette, and we have Doug Bowser running Nintendo. At the next Mario shoot, someone needs to show up as Dennis Hopper Koopa. Koopa. Somebody needs to do that. We will be just like, all right, you can go home. Cosplay is over. Mm. We're good. But um, the Yuji Naka, who was part of Sonic Team, and he's a game programmer. He's basically one of the people that brought us Sonic, and for some, the creator of Sonic the Hedgehog. He wasn't too thrilled on what he saw of the live action, or the screenshots yeah. of it. He basically said, <clears throat> and I quote, If a poor director directorial choice becomes a hot topic, then it could continue to damage Sonic's IP. I think Sonic's IP has been damaged quite enough in the past yeah. uh, ten, so, 10 or so years. I mean, it, look, it got some redeeming qualities with Sonic Mania, but what the hell is Sonic Forces? But we're, we're still trying to dig ourselves out of the hole that was Sonic the Hedgehog 2006. We do not mention that one. And Shadow the Hedgehog. Hey, there's nothing hey, wrong with Hey, Shadow. hey, hey. You like that game? Yes. You forget she's a Shadow fangirl. And you keep this up, Ari. We'll dress you up as Big the Cat. Oh, God. Only if you could get John St. John to point put, put and laugh at me because he hated that character. I don't see why not. He can get, we can get you a selfie with Kyle. Because Kyle was the original voice of Big the Cat. 
Nope, other way around. Well, I thought he was. Was he the original? I think John St. John was, and he doesn't like talking about it. Yeah, and then Kyle took over. Okay, I thought Kyle did. Yeah. was the original. Okay. No, I think okay. Kyle took over for the uh, for the anime series. Hold on, let's see. Big the cat voice actor. Ah, uh, yeah. Mm. Well, it does have. Uh, it does list John St. John. Um. Let's see. Big the cat. Sonic show. Uh, let's see, seven versions. Sonic X was Oliver Wyman. Uh, Kyle was did it for Sonic Colors. All right, John St. John was was the original. Uh, Big the Cat. Kyle yeah. Kyle stepped in for Sonic Colors. Okay. All right. Can we get some of that levity back into the podcast, please? Sure, absolutely. But the thing is, when when the fan when the art came out, people just went to town on it. I I'm not even big on the Japanese fan poster for it. You know, talk about people going to town on a new creation. You should see the Rule Thirty Four explosion of the trainer from Sword and Shield. Let's not and say we did. <laughs> Good call. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I don't even know anymore. I, I, I really don't. But as we sit here and go, we don't know anymore. We're, we're going to steer the ship to Japan for that one section of the sh- that one part of the show that you all enjoy especially our facial reactions to it meanwhile in japan meaning we're gonna hit every iceberg on the way over to japan every yeah and and i noticed one of these that's sitting there is not one that i put on the list true but it's for you yeah i saw that (laughs) what's up with that because it's it's just because this is something. This is right up your alley. That's why. All right, since <sighs> Mako's got the third one, which one do you want, Rama? Um, I will go with the knife wielding man that ro- that's kind of sort of roaming the streets. There's no real halfway point about that. Either you are <laughs> or you're not. Well, no, he he's kind of. Well, I mean, he's roaming the streets, but he's kind of not a scary knife-wielding man. (laughs) He's a nice knife-wielding man. This is somebody that Mako-chan will go on trips with just because. Well, yeah, sharp pointing objects. See, there you go. (laughs) God, Mako. What? Anywho, Yama got got candy in his van for you. Good night. Uh. Oh shit! Fuck! (laughs) I just noticed he got out of out of a walk off. (laughs) 
was too busy face bombing to see it. Was it something I said? <laughs> yes, it was something you said, damn it! <sighs> yes, Rangers Arena, I did walk off the show again. I like winning. Charlie Sheen definition of winning. <laughs> and, and I said Mark missed the whole thing. I'm sorry. You'll have to go back and refer back to the to the archives for that one. And I wonder if someone actually screen capped that. I'm sure someone will make a clip out of it. Yes. Somebody please do. Anywho. Yamagata police tell residents not to worry about knife-wielding man that's roaming the streets. There have been times, there have been cases written about the police community safety book, about the safety, about the police's community safety bulletins. But the issue is, is what, is what they're saying, and they're raising alerts over innocent things such as saying hello, which is something we talked about last week. Or complimenting babies. But sometimes the opposite can happen. So this happened, I'd say, five days ago. A report came over to Anzen Navi Online Safety Service describing a chillingly suspicious person prowling the streets of Sakata City and the relatively rural prefecture of Yamagata. It basically says that on Thursday, March 7th, at approximately 2.20 p.m. in the streets of Sakata City, there were sightings of a suspicious-looking man carrying what seems to be a knife, etc. The report continues to go on to the main website, and it describes the knife-wielding man as in his 60s, about 5 foot 5, wearing sunglasses, a dark green jacket, a green knit cap, and black boots. Well, that doesn't sound suspicious, and I don't know what does. There's an avatar of what the person looks like on the website where this was announced. Basically, and basically the police said, do not approach. If you see him, call 110, which is Japan's equivalent to 911. Then an update came up. You ready for this? Oh boy. As it came over the alert system, we posted a suspicious person on March 7, 2019 about a man walking around with what looked to be a knife. We confirmed that he was just out harvesting vegetables and on his way home. Thank you for your cooperation. <coughs> My facial expression explains it all. Well then. The main site was also updated, but they removed his outerwear, but they left the knife in his hand. Yeah. Anywho. Oh, Ari. Take the next one, please. A Hokkaido police officer. Hokkaido police are searching for a naked man in glasses who groped a woman in sub-zero weather. Eh? Uh, what? 
Lack of common decency and common sense, yeah, you don't fucking say, <laughs> led to an unusual attack in Sapporo. <clears throat> it's only a few weeks until the cherry blossoms are. It's a different story, though. In Sapporo, the co capital of northern Hokkaido, which held its annual snow festival not long ago. In Sapporo, it's still very much winter coat weather, except for the naked man who decided to roam the streets of the city's Higashi Ward in the early hours of last Friday. Whether he was naked or not is slightly debatable since he was at least wearing a pair of frameless glasses. Thank you for clearing that up. But before you continue, Anton, Mark wants to know, is he, is he unemployed? Uh, it doesn't say. Survey says yes. Yeah, that's that's what the trend is, so we gotta, you know, play the odds on this one. There you go. His lack of any other titles still qualifies as public indecency, and the fact he chose to walk around nude at roughly 1am when the outside temperature was 27 below, for, below Fahrenheit. A degrees Fahrenheit. A, let, me, let me try that again. Negative 3 Celsius, which is about 27 degrees Fahrenheit. There yeah. Are, there are better ways to, to come to a position of attention. Just saying. Not in that kind of cold, you're not gonna. Yeah. You'd be surprised! <laughs> anyway, the naked man who was trying to train his body in... This man was not out for less stoic reasons than the naked man who was trying to train his body and spirit in Gifu a few days prior. The separate man said was out for perverted thrills, and a costume woman in her 20s who was walking home, touching her thighs and breasts before she was able to fend off the attack, injuring her fingers as her press-off nails were peeled off as she resisted. Police are now looking for the man who was said to be in his 40s or 50s, about 170 centimeters, about 67 inches tall. With no mention of his other physical measurables, probably because of the influence of cold weather. Wow. Talk about frozen stiff. Wah, wah, wah. God damn it. Hey. Oh, no. Try to veal. <laughs> Let's just move on, please. Yeah. Oh, is it my turn now? Yes. Yes, it is. All right. Should I actually follow what he put down for me? Hmm. Let's go with the actual source of it. How's that? So, um, <laughs> I, I, I was reading this one and did not know if I should add it, and I guess the choice was taken out of my hands. <laughs> so there's a Japanese uh, anti-drug poster campaign that is, um, yeah, it's got some uh, very interesting... Uh, how to say no to drug rules. So uh, they want you to use their uh, suteki, uh, S-U-T-E-K-I, which means wonderful method to say no. So S, slurp udon instead of slurping drugs. <laughs> what the fuck kind of drugs are you doing? You slurp them. You use caution when picking what you consume, like choosing good tempura. Mm, that's good baklava. T takes some udon instead of taking drugs. 
E, eat the udon happily. <laughs> K, kindly go home after you're done eating. I, instead of another white powder, have some wheat flour. If you're at a loss, uh, yeah, there's a reason for that. Um, the poster makes about as much sense in translation as it does in the original. And the audience has so many questions. Who could this possibly benefit? Why do you have to go home after eating? And what the heck are T and E about? Uh, remember that is take some udon instead of taking drugs and eat the udon happily. <laughs> Japanese netizens uh, were similarly befuddled. I wonder whoever made this was on drugs. Uh, better to be addicted to udon, I guess. If you start huffing wheat flour, you're done for. <laughs> uh, one other person pointed out that this poster was the result of a competition to decide what each letter should stand for in the... Uh, Suteki method. Um, that means either this is the best anyone could come up with, or only one person entered. <laughs> <laughs> um, and someone else made a very astute discovery on the poster itself that the little udon guy that is eating food, he is 100% taking shrimp from someone else's plate. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so again, as it says at the end of the day, while the poster is funny, drug addiction definitely isn't, and the fact that this is an official poster put out by the prefecture is disappointing. Um, telling an addict or someone potentially falling into drug use to just eat udon instead is about as effective as telling them to just say no. I just want you Honestly, to... this does feel like a middle and elementary school dare program. <laughs> McGruff the crime dog is ashamed of us now yeah I, I just it's definitely a little um juvenile but still whatever you know works I guess get in the play magic the gathering they won't have any money for drugs to paraphrase dark Tetsuya there you are in the arcade and you see the game you want to play, and the screen comes up, and it's not the FBI logo. It looks like it, but there's a bowl of udon in the middle, and it says, Winners don't slurp drugs. Heaven <laughs> help us all. Heaven has forsaken us. Have you not realized that? I have. I just don't want to believe it. <sighs> I know. I know. Is it bad that I'm already working on next week's show? Actually, no. You're actually doing us all a solid, especially me. But the fact that you're plotting out early kind of scares me. Yeah, as I was going through um, my site for weird-ass Japan news, yes. I found stuff that came out today that just really needs to go on there. Oh, boy. 
So you'll hear all article, about. I think hmm? there's one article I'm thinking about that you're probably picking. Gonna pick probably. Two. DDR. I know uh, that's not even that one. Damn. No, there's a completely worse one than that one. Oh my god, there's a winners don't use drugs shirt for sale on Amazon. I'm almost tempted to buy it to wear to cons. Oh my god. If nothing else, people will think you're a gamer because that little graphic is on every fucking game machine from 85 onward. I so. know. And then it was replaced by the Capcom Q Sound logo. <sighs> Anywho. I think it's time for us to go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everyone, thank you for listening and thank you for watching our show tonight. <laughs> if you have any questions about the show, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that is podcast at animejamsession.com. We're here to believe you. We're here to know what to tell you what to let us know what's up. Check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com where we post our convention reports, anime reviews, links to our YouTube videos and cosplay photos, cosplayer tips and tricks, cosplay reviews, and our weekly podcast. So definitely check us out at AnimeJamSession.com. Um, don't forget, our, I have our MAGFest 2019 photos listed. Check them out. They were fun to do. And don't forget, you can find our show, Anime Jam Session, not just here on Twitch. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, Player FM, Pocket Cast, Beyond Pod, Podcast Addicts, any program that you use for finding podcasts, just put in Anime Jam Session, and we'll come right up with the latest episodes. So definitely check out our show and take it on the road with you. Um, a lot of these sites give you the option to write reviews, so if you can't, drop us a line. We want to hear from you. Drop, let us know. Give us a review. We want to know how we can make the show better, you know? And don't forget, we're also available, you can find us on social media. YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Anime Jam Session, all together. So, definitely. Um, that reminds me, I got to place the order for cards. We're going to probably do that tomorrow and probably ship them to you, Marco. Or I'm going to probably ship them directly to the hotel. We'll see. Mm. Okay, we'll go around the room. Last words, Ari. I can't wait to get back to playing Division. Agent Rockefeller really needs to uh, level up his game. Last words, Marco. I made teriyaki steak stir-fry yesterday and I kind of wish there were leftovers. My last words. Oh, I couldn't find I couldn't find uh, watermelon rings, so I got peach rings instead. And I think I'm gonna try to get in a little bit of Quantum Break tonight, but I want to get all of the podcast stuff tonight before bed. So yeah, that is it. End of list. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode of our show. So I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. And I am Makachan. Great fight. Great night. See you next week. Good night, everybody. Night. Say good night, Mako-chan. Good night, Mako-chan. Oh, that was simple enough. So, we good? For the most part, yeah. All right. Yeah, we good. Good night, y'all. We'll see you next week.
This podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on this show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!